0: Welcome to the Ole Law Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that discusses, among other issues, technology, the internet, social media, privacy, data protection, cyber crimes, and how they interact with the law, and how we interact with them. I'm your host, and my name is Mogambi Laibuta. Most of the content on this podcast is available on my website, www. This week, I wish to talk about the constitution and how we use the internet. It's been 10 years since Kenyans promulgated the current constitution. It has been hailed as a transformative constitution, as a liberal constitution, but it has faced a lot of challenges. Today, I want to highlight some of the issues that this constitution has directly informed or affected in relation to the internet and to social media. First, I'd like to begin and say, this constitution was hailed to be one that used technology in its drafting process. In its public participation process, legal scholars, constitutional scholars, have talked about the website that was set up by the Committee of Experts, the YouTube channel, and emails, and how technology was used in informing the text of the constitution. After that, of course, there have been many initiatives around the world where technology and the internet have been used for purposes of constitutional drafting and constitutional reforms. Just to start from the top of the constitution, Article 10, how public participation has been very key using the internet. We find that both national and county governments have set up online portals where people give their views relating to draft policy, draft legislation. Kenyans have used social media, Twitter, Facebook, to ensure transparency and accountability of public officials, of state officials. We've seen scandals being put out there through social media, and of course, this facilitated by the internet. We have seen legislation and policy withdrawn because of the noise, because of the agitation that has happened online. Websites, I mean, the unfortunate thing is that um, we find that both at national and county level, the website use of emails uh, is, is not uniform. However, we can say that uh, in relation to Article 10 on participation of the people, on transparency and, and, and accountability, that social media... The internet has been very key. We also have platforms, for example, like eCitizen. Counties themselves have online portals where you can pay your rates, you can pay CES, you can pay l- land rates, ETC. When we go to the Bill of Rights, there are several rights that we enjoy online. But however, I wish to state that how you enjoy rights offline should be the same as how you enjoy rights Online, there should be no difference. When the drafters of the Universal Declaration of on Human Rights first talked about the first International Bill of Rights, rights were supposed to be enjoyed on any platform. It didn't matter whether it was on radio, it was on technology, it was out there, it was in the forest supposed to be enjoyed equally on the bill of rights i'd like to mention the issue of uh, the right to privacy As a podcast before i talked about the right to privacy how you and i our rights are protected in the constitution and the data protection act so the data protection act is one of the key pieces of legislation that guarantee to us the right to privacy it may not be a perfect text but however it goes to show that provisions of the constitution have been implemented in one way or another. Though to remember, we do not have a data protection commissioner, so uh, the the Data Protection Act is a bit moot at the moment. Through the internet, social media, platforms, blogs, vlogs, we have been able to exercise our freedom of conscience, religion, belief. Like now in the COVID era, religious organizations are out there using Zoom, using different kinds of platforms, to spread their gospel as it is. Of course, we have now the two rights that have really been impacted by the internet in relation to the constitution of Kenya 2010. That is the right to freedom of expression and freedom of the press. We have seen uh, many years ago, I mean, around five, five or more years ago, we had uh, bloggers being arrested, and it's still happening now, where you find a blogger will post something online, will criticize the government, will expose corruption, will expose looting, and they are arrested and charged for various offenses. I'm sure some of you remember the Kenya Information and Communication Act, the crime that was being called the misuse of a telecommunication device. And quite a lot of um, bloggers got arrested and charged on this, um, on this aspect. Also there was this draconian colonial crime which was called undermining the authority of a public officer. And lastly there was criminal defamation. The good thing with our constitution, with, with our current constitution, all these were declared to be unconstitutional. So it opened up the platform, it opened up uh, the internet for us, social media, to express ourselves but of course we know that um, there limits the freedom of expression so long as there's no hate speech so no, so long as there's no excitement to violence so long as it's not um, defamation because of course people who've engaged in on, in defamation online have actually been sued and uh, the courts have um, have rendered judgment in favor of people who have been defamed on freedom of the media like now i have a podcast uh, we have vloggers we have um, online, uh, online radio. We had migration from analog to digital. So the freedom of the media is quite robust. If we compare this with some of our neighboring countries where the freedom of the media is shrinking, Kenya still, by and large, I mean, it's arguable, but still there's this uh, freedom of the media for all of us. The right to access to information online. Now there's a lot of information, there are troves of information online about different things, both public and private. You can undertake your research. As we know, the other countries also around us where governments really tie down what kind of information you can access. So perhaps we can give credit to the constitution of Kenya 2010 to some of these uh, freedoms that we have. Freedom of association. People have been able to mobilize online through social media. And this way we've seen, uh, we've seen protests out there some successful, some not. But the fact that even discussions, hashtags online, groups online can be termed as freedom of association, that has not been curtailed yet, and we hope it will not be curtailed. Political rights. We have used the internet to monitor elections, and we remember the the famous or infamous technological failures during our last elections. But the fact that we could use technology to monitor, to campaign, shows that really... Our constitution is alive on some of these aspects. We have used the internet, social media to enhance social economic rights, where people have shed light um, on health centers, on educational centers or schools that are in a dilapidated state on issues where people have been denied treatment and care. And of course, what this has meant by giving a voice, using the freedom of expression online, economic rights have been enhanced persons with a disability, the youth and children, where children have been victims of violence or sexual offences. This has been highlighted online. And of course, the constitution uh, provided um, this platform. So listeners, what I would like, wish to say is that our constitution has allowed for all these freedoms that we enjoy online. In as much as we enjoy them offline, but it is good that we are in a position uh, to enjoy them online. However, there are certain challenges. As you note, over the years, the state has continuously worked towards policy and legislation to limit this freedom, to limit the freedom of expression, to limit uh, freedom of the media, and freedom of association. I'll give several examples. Like Currently, we have uh, the Computer Muses and Cybercrimes Act, uh, which is still in operation. However, I'll not talk much about it because it's subject to a challenge of its constitutionality in the Court of Appeal. We also have an amendment of the Official Secrets Act that deals a blow to the right to privacy. We just hope that the parliament, through its wisdom, will reject these amendments that empowers the cabinet secretary in charge of interior to get information from any person anywhere in Kenya at any point that they so wish. Earlier I talked about another challenge, we do not have the Data Protection commissioner. so the implementation of the Data Protection Act, the operationalization, is still a challenge. Access to the internet still remains a high cost. Previously I've made certain proposals. I think it's time that, for example, Kenya can state, is there a basic bundle for every Kenyan? And have this bundle zero rated, so that every Kenyan can enjoy access to the internet. We know that there are conflicting figures. The communication authority says there is a deeper penetration of internet access in Kenya. However, the census data shows that there are fewer Kenyans who are accessing the internet. And in these COVID times where education is being accessed online, it is far from the reach of, uh, of the poor. Hence, the state should consider, as I stated, have a basic bundle, let's say one GB and say, Every Kenyan, the basic right to the internet shall be 1 GB. Don't tax that. Also, have basic equipment where, the intern- where this equipment that accesses the internet is also zero-rated. We can state that uh, uh, smartphones between a certain amount of money, uh, a certain cost, they should also be zero-rated so that people can really have access uh, to them. Other contemporary challenges to, how, to our rights and how we use the internet and that has impact on, um, on our rights is fake news, misinformation. There's a lot of fake news and misinformation out there. Should we regulate it? And if we regulate misinformation, doesn't that have an impact on freedom of expression and freedom of the media? Cyberbullying has become rampant. In, on my first episode um, of uh, the Ole Law podcast, I discussed several aspects of cyberbullying, cyber harassment, revenge pornography, and options that are available to the victims. Hate speech still thrives on the Kenyan internet space. How do we deal with this? Cyber crimes. We've seen every time news news coming out about how certain institutions are falling prey to vic- to Criminals online, in as much as this challenge of the Computer Misuse and Cyber Crimes Act, there are still provisions there in that really need um, to be implemented. Surveillance, we found that surveillance by the state is unregulated; it's uncurtailed in any way. So, what do we do? Do we regulate such kind of surveillance? Does this surveillance limit? How we enjoy our rights—the freedom of association, freedom of expression, and freedom of access uh, to information—and lastly, the issue of g- digital ID, Huduma Number. That is stated that it was stated that if you have this now, if you have this Huduma card or Huduma Number, uh, you you will be in a position to access um, certain services. So, what do we do amid all these challenges? What I wish to say is that the Constitution of Kenya in its tenth anniversary, we can say that. Its implementation by various actors, and especially the judiciary, has really protected rights online. The rights to public participation, privacy, expression, media, our political rights. But there are still challenges that we have. And of course, the state will continue ensuring that it limits this space. That's it for this week. If you like to reach me, I am on Twitter at O-L-E-Z. On Facebook, ole Laibuta.